Hey folks, welcome to the Cripes Cast. I'm your host, Charlie Barrens. This is the podcast where we talk to people for and or from the Midwest, and we are brought to you by Jolly Good Soda. Here's today's episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Cripes Cast. My guest today is Truman McGee. Uh, he is the owner of Funky Fresh Spring Rolls, which are uh some of my favorite things to eat uh discovered them over at the sherman phoenix which is a uh it's kind of a cool uh spot to get get things to eat over in milwaukee um uh, milwaukee's north side that's where i first found them and now they're in um grocery stores around uh the country or around the state rather and um yeah they're really good i i can't recommend enough you get them but i i wanted to bring truman on because um you know i just i I loved his product for a long time by the way these are amazing to put in bloody mary's okay i'll say that right off the top just get that out of the way if you have if you're into bloody mary's go to the piggly wiggly festival woodman's whatever find yourself some funky fresh spring rolls Put them in your bloodies. You can thank me later, okay? But um, I wanted to bring Truman on because, you know, we got to know each other just like I think over Instagram. We were just talking and then we jumped on the phone and we're chit-chatting some more. And, uh, and I, I, you know, I'm a really a big fan of him as like an entrepreneur. Uh, he's got a, a great story where, you know, he was working construction, had to move back home with his folks, but then you know, just something happened. And he said, you know, I'm going to start just working out and then uh, training. And then he developed this spring roll just as a healthy thing to eat high in protein, fresh ingredients, this and that. And then before he knew he started selling those, that became the business. It went from being a trainer to that being in the business. And um, and he's been doing it uh, ever since. And uh, so I just really enjoy hearing how entrepreneurs uh, kind of take the no's in their life and and turn those into yeses. And and Truman's a perfect example of that. So I could keep talking to you about uh, him and his business, but, you know, why don't we just cut to the chase and uh, and get right to it? Before we do that, of course, I got to, you know, give you the whole sponsor spiel. But uh, if you're looking to support the Cast, head on over to Cripescast.com, click on the merch section. We've got all of your back to school merch. We got hoodies. We got uh, the Midwest Survival Guide. It's your textbook. You know, if you if you know someone going to the Midwest for college or if they're leaving the Midwest for college, get them a Midwest Survival Guide book because, you know, that'll allow them to learn or to remember where they came from or where they're going to somewhere in there is a tagline we've also got koozies bottle openers this that and the other thing and of course you can subscribe to the patreon for behind the scenes stuff charlie barons or patreon.com slash charlie barons and uh yeah go from there all right folks uh that is it for the uh intro deal here is my conversation with truman mcgee thank you sir for coming into the uh the studio. Yes. You're one of the first few to make it in here. Oh, wow. History, y'all. Well, yeah. Kinda? We'll call it that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Whatever you want. You yeah. Know? I'm calling the history. I'm the okay. first person to ever come into the studio. <laughs> I'm <laughs> well, saying. Actually, you're the one, two, three, third, fourth person. I'm the first bald man, bald black man, maybe. Bald black man, for sure. Yes. Joe- black history, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> June, February 28th. That's my day. <laughs> I'm with it. Yeah, nice. Well, we appreciate you having you in here. And uh, I got to say, you know, um, I guess that the long story of the reason that you're in here is one of my favorite places mm-hmm. to eat in Milwaukee back when they were doing this deal funky mm-hmm. fresh spring rolls holy smoke that's it that's I, I i love them absolutely love them and um i also the, so the last time i was there i bought so funky fresh spring rolls you guys used to have sort of the brick and mortar shop in the sherman phoenix right and then you had a freezer right next there where you yep. could buy those i bought a ton of those those are amazing and yes. bloody mary's yes and if nobody out there or if someone out there has not tried them in their bloody mary's that they really make the bloody mary to come together i feel right. like they are a staple they should be a staple I, of the Wisconsin Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary and Spring Roll Pack being sold somewhere. That I, I've never had it, but now ever since you did it, I, I it's my goal. I want to create some content, make a Bloody Mary, make some funky fresh. Boom, we're replacing the the sausage that goes into the. Bloody well, Mary. you know what? Here's here's the situation too. You know, for those who are going to fight the uh, the sausage replacement, okay. is the thing about a Bloody Mary is it's like a potluck. It is. There's always is. room for more. You know, potluck hey. like a like a gumbo almost. It's yeah, hundred percent. You you just find some your blue cheese. You find your your um uh, olives sausage. I've seen a little mini slider on there before. Yeah. Cheese curds. Shoot at Sobelman's, I I think they put like a whole um a whole a whole chicken on top. A whole chicken. I you think. Just, do so they you, do that at Sobelman's or is that some other place? Maybe that's now Goma. There are mm. a lot of Bloody Mary spots yeah. around here. So you could feed a family of four with a Bloody Mary. Oh, yeah. That's, sure. that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Wisconsin, y'all. <laughs> we, did, we did that. <laughs> so uh, anyway, you got a thriving business now. and and it, But what, what's your story? Was yeah. it easy out the gate? Yeah, this was it was re- really difficult. Like just thinking of that time when that freezer was outside of Determined Phoenix, that came out of like a, from us pivoting from COVID. Like our restaurant was open, it was doing well. COVID happened, shut down the whole world. Everybody watching in, in this room, everybody watching on on the, uh, the 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 internet webs has been affected by COVID. So we immediately, I took one day to sit home and cry uh-huh. after COVID. Like big three hundred pound bald black man just in his living room crying. Cause I'm like, how are we going to recover from this? There's no way. And then I, I decided, I say, you know what? We got this product. Let's just freeze it. Let's sell it directly to people. And that's kind of yeah. where the idea started for them. We, we kind of developed a package, got a freezer, got more freezers. And, and that's, that's literally how our frozen business was born through COVID. Isn't it wild that um, sort of in any uh tragic or problematic or whatever situation there is it's possible to kind of find that sort of silver lining and yeah. for you it was sort of a shifting of your business model like right now the problem is is that my microphone stand right. is messed up and my phone is ringing that's crazy because when you put your phone on airplane mode i was like nah mine's on silent <laughs> and i forgot about the fact that my dumbass computer you is know, up so now it's vibrating in my pocket it's, and it's, making a sound this is like a um like a snowball effect this is all these things are happening 
100 percent and and now i'm just gonna lean into it the yeah, tragedy just, of it all yeah and i'm gonna uh just create a bit out of it there about how disorganized i am listen and it's gonna be one it's gonna be it's one gonna of be, the best it's parts gonna be the, the best ever it's gonna go viral you'll yeah. be on stage with oprah or somewhere dr phil maybe i like to think so you know all of this happened during the podcast with me and it about funky fresh spring rolls yeah this is Boom. like <laughs> and, and now it's it's the full, full circle. circle yep 100 yep. hey yo i'm with it yo <laughs> so uh but you was mentioning about like just finding track like not finding the silver lining out of just difficult situations that's something as humans that we we have to be conscious of because di difficult situations is just part of life it's going to mm -hmm. happen yeah so Every situation like that, like what can you learn from it? I call it collecting pennies. Uh -huh. Like what can you learn from it and store away and maybe use later on for the next is next problem. What you call it collecting pennies? I call it collecting pennies because in life we we have experiences, we have we make mistakes, we fail, we succeed, everything. It's like saving money in the piggy bank. So for example, um early on in my career where um, I had to move back into my parents' house and just like dealing with the, the anxiety, stress, trauma, that like you're 30, you're bald, you're out of shape and you had to move back into your parents' house because life isn't going well. It's, it's a tough thing to swallow, especially as men, as we approach 30, we feel yeah. like it's like midlife Christ or whatever. So, yep. um, at that time I was unemployed. Hold, can, hang on. Can we just, can we just say quarter life crisis for a guy who's 36 They're and not quite ready to admit, yeah. you know, that quarter life, something like that. But they say it was the life expectancy <sighs> is just, like 80, 70. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's go with 80. 80? Let's so, go with 80. So I'm not even there yet. No, I'm 39, 30. We good. Yeah, we good. <laughs> we good, guys. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but you're, so you're moving, you're moving back into your folks' house, yep. 30. I'm moving back. I'm just about to turn 30. My, mm -hmm. I just had a kid. He's one years old. It was like, I was working as a construction worker, laid off. And I just like, man, I need to do something I enjoy. Like, this isn't fun no more. Like, work construction, always being laid off or whatever. And I just thought like, once you start like working out, getting in shape, so from there, I lost a bunch of weight. I had fun doing it. And then I said, well, my, when I switched careers, I got into um, personal training. I was coaching wrestling at the time at uh, Milwaukee, Milwaukee Tech and Milwaukee Pulaski. And I realized that like, man, if I start personal training, it's just like coaching wrestling, just like coaching the kids. And in that, I, it was, I was just having so much fun working out, had these big ass tractor tires and flip, doing flips at the lakefront. Oh, wow. And this lady came up to me and was like, what are you doing? She's like so concerned. What are you doing with these tractor tires? And I'm like, dad, corny dad jokes like, hey, I'm getting tired. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> tired? And she's uh, like, I laughed. no. And I'm like, in my mind, I was like, I am. I am getting tired physically from working out, uh, but mentally in my life, I'm tired of where I'm at, tired of being stuck. So I decided, you know, I got to take life into my own hands. And I, I started my first business called Getting Tired Fitness. And we used the track tires to do workouts. And then from there, people thought like, hey, um, I'm, I'm plateauing in my workouts. What can I do to, you know, get more results? I'm like, you got to eat better, right? Yeah. And then um, I would start selling food to like the food I was eating directly to my customers and they loved it to the point where they would call me and say, hey, I can't make the workout, I'm sorry, whatever. Oh, it's okay. And then later on at the end of the workout, they're there to buy free food. I'm like, buy, <laughs> buy food. I'm like, 
Wait, I thought you said you couldn't make the workout. She's like, no, I couldn't make the workout, but I'm still making it for the food or whatever. So that's what I thought. I said, okay, people don't like doing push-ups and burpees, but people love these sweet potato, black bean uh, burritos and spring rolls. I was making at the time. And then that's where the light bulb kind of went off where I could sell food, healthier foods to people. So about the pennies, to circle back to the pennies, during that same time, it was probably 2014, like I said, and I was I was in this journey of this new journey. Not even sure what it's called. It wasn't even funky fresh yet. It was just like getting tired fitness and getting tired fitness sells healthier food or whatever. It was no real name to it. But I remember my son had a Green Bay Packers piggy bank, right? And he cherished this thing. And I'm like down Good to man. my last dollar. I'm like, I gotta crack this piggy bank open. Oh no! Cracked it open, and he was so young at the time. He's 13 now, but yeah. he was probably three or four. He still remembers that. And I trust me, I paid him. If he's watching this, you got paid. I got you last year. I took care of him. He's good. We eat. Okay. <laughs> but I took the piggy bank, put it in a mason jar, and I see, and it was like halfway filled. I'm like, okay, maybe this might be 20 bucks, $24, enough to give me some gas or whatever. And I took it to the I took it to the bank and it was like $87. I was like, oh snap, $87. Took that to the grocery store, bought ingredients, made some stuff to, to sell spring rolls, made $300, took that $300, paid my phone bill, got some gas, bought some more ingredients, and I just kept flipping that and kind of getting out of that position. And it was just amazing because I was collecting pennies to get to that point. But a lot of times we see pennies or things of little value and we just we just ignore it, ignore it. So, I mean, you could be having a conversation. You might give me one little small piece of information I'm going to store that in my piggy bank. Um, and now throughout life, I have, I'm just accumulating wealth through experiences or accumulating knowledge through experiences. So it's just the same as like collecting pennies. Isn't that interesting? And in order to do that, you got to be uh, like in the moment, yeah. you know, because if you're spacing out all the time, yeah, as someone who spaces out from time <laughs> to time, you miss some pennies and then you miss the wealth of, of yes. life. That's, you know? that's it. You So I'm just, I'm conscious of it now because I actually still to this day collect pennies. Whenever I'm out, I'm like scavenger for pennies. I'm like, oh, this is a penny in the gas station. Boom, pick it up, pick it up. And, and oh, you're physically collecting I'm pennies. I'm physically, yes, physically. I, I, I don't want to ever miss that like hunger for it. So I physically collect pennies. And then also, and just in generations, like we're exchanging pennies in this conversation. Yeah. You know? So it's like always looking for pennies. I like that, man. Yeah. That's probably going to be the title of your book. It, you know what? That, so I, I got two titles. It's something with the pennies. And my mom name is Penny, too. Oh, crazy come enough. on. It's crazy, right? Or the, the, I like the idea of calling it the best loss of my life. Best loss of my life. Kind of crap, chronicle all of the losses mm -hmm. that are like pennies and, and how they, they've helped me succeed in life. Yeah. You know, because no one likes to lose. But losing is inevitable. And... I love it. I, I'm a loser, guys. Hey, I'm a loser. Because <laughs> losers, you find lessons and losses more than just winning all the time. Yeah. You can't even win without losing. It's just part of life. And, you know, we could debate on failing school and failing whatever, but it's, it's value in failing. No, uh, 100%. I also think it's, um, uh, I mean, as someone who's also failed quite a bit, I think it's, Maybe the humility you get from failing mm -hmm. allows you to. It's almost like you know when you're uh, when you um, you got a piece of wood in the garage, you know, mm -hmm. and you're trying to like stain it, get some new stain on it. You gotta like um, it, like losing. You gotta lose that old coat, yeah. you know, in order to be, so that wood can absorb Ooh. the new coat. 
You know, Charlie what the gym? Did you did see he catch that? that? I was just staying in wood yesterday, oh. so that, that's why. That's why it's fresh in the dome. That's, that's you know? really good. You got to lose a. In order for you to shine his best, you got to lose a coat. You got to lose a coat. You got to lose. Yeah, and and sometimes the, the so I, but but just being receptive to other people's advice because if you're winning all the time it's really that ego mm-hmm. you know that that just keeps maybe you from absorbing what you need to mm-hmm. really absorb so i'm gonna ask you what, what's your biggest loss if you could like when you think of like your biggest loss of your life like maybe other than like a physical person yeah like, right right like career wise like, yeah, the biggest career, loss? Yeah. oh man you know uh i mean i you know you you move to a new town um across the country like i was in los angeles i moved um i wasn't making any any money uh there and and then i moved to um south carolina Mm -hmm. and that's one of those situations i think the time i moved to los angeles and south carolina more money in my gas tank than my bank account you know Mm. but when i was finally got a big job in south carolina Mm -hmm. and then like three months after being there they were like, all right, they laid off half the company and then cut the salary I had by like more than half, you know? Jesus, I know. So I was like, now I'm kind of at, in this place, you mm-hmm. know? That's not the biggest loss. I They're, they're bigger losses yeah. there. That was just the example that came to mind. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know. I think, what about you? This, this podcast is about you. Yeah. You know? So um, when I think about my first like losses in life, I think about um, when I wrestled in high school. So like, what I love about wrestling is you, you're in a room with 30 other kids and and you're constantly getting your, your ass handed to you yeah. or you or you're handing out the ass whoopings. It's, it's yeah. one of the one or the other. Yeah. And then maybe earlier in your career, you start getting your ass whipped, but then later you start handing them out or whatever. So um, my last ever wrestling match, um, I, I was like going into like the so in Wisconsin, they got the regional sectionals in the state tournament. So the regionals, I won regionals like pretty convincingly. In my sectionals, I, you know, you get to see back then it was no internet. It was like you got to look literally in the journal sentinel to see who yeah. won. You had to do like it was no researching. You kind of had to like, oh, this guy won from there, whatever. And um, I looked at everybody that had potentially wrestled. It was, it was four of the guys. And the other three guys, I beat them like handily. And the last guy I didn't beat was like the he was like the worst out of everybody. So in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to the state tournament, you know. Like Ben Askren, one of my friends, he he was a high level wrestler. And I remember like talking to him, like, yeah, we both gonna be at stake and everything, whatever. And um I get into the so the night before the match is this old 80s movie called Vision Quest. It's like an old wrestling movie. Any wrestlers out there know this movie. And in the movie, it's like the most unrealistic. It's like 80s, it's all flash and 80s movies. Like guys are doing these amazing tosses and stuff people never do in yeah. a real match. Yeah. So I went to sleep watching Vision Quest. And I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna try some new moves, not practicing, not I haven't drilled none of these moves not one time. Get into the match. I wrestled this kid. And granted, my record at the time was like 31 and 3. That kid record was like 15 and 15. Yeah. I'm just trying stuff. I like I go and grab him to try to toss him, toss him right on my back. I was down. It was essentially, I end up I end up coming back, but I ended up losing the match by one point. But I remember being so devastated because I worked so hard. I was just like, my whole life has changed. I didn't want to go to college. I wanted to, I, I, it was like so many other things I didn't want to do because of that, that loss. Even like, like, and everybody was expecting me to win too. So the next year, I remember like, 
I, I didn't go to college. I ended up getting to the trades. And I thought, like, man, I just, the sports just ruined my life, whatever, whatever. But I remember seeing some of my former teammates that I wrestled with, they, like, they end up succeeding. One of them made it to the state tournament. And I was thinking, like, dang, I wonder if if I wasn't so mad at myself, like, if I would have came and helped the team out, how much better would they have been? So from there, that's, that's what initiated my uh, thought to coach wrestling. I'm like, I want to mm. coach because I want to pass it on, help out. the Maybe you could be in a position where you're the underdog or you're the top guy and, and not taking any match for granted, any opponent for granted. So that 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 inspired my coaching wrestling. Coaching wrestling got into personal training. From personal training got into Funky Fresh. Funky Fresh is kind of what I'm doing tonight or doing now. And it's like, I feel like this is my passion in life. This is, I do this every day. I doesn't feel like I'm going to work ever and I love it. But that wouldn't have happened without that loss, mm. you know? So if I would have won that match, who knows where my life would have been. I may have went to college. I may have, you know, started a different career, who knows? But like that loss shaped my life because then I was able to help so many people with that one loss. Like, yo, don't take nobody for granted. I don't care if his record is one in a hundred and you a hundred and oh, like don't take any person for granted. So that's the that's the best loss for me. No, I mean, that that's really, yeah, that makes my story look way worse. But um, <laughs> no, I, I like uh, I like where you're going with that because uh, how many people get knocked off their game? I mean, the the anything in being an entrepreneur or like uh, I suppose in the entertainment business, which is a form of mm-hmm. like being an entrepreneur, anything 100%. where you're not in the a structured um, job you know you deal with the rejection over and over and over again and sometimes it's um not rejection but it's just like a compass you know Mm -hmm. if you're pointing it this way and that's west compass is going to tell you if you want to go east it doesn't mean you can't you know Mm -hmm. go that it just means you're heading the wrong direction so you you pivot that's it y'all hear that that's two for two. That's two for two on the analogies. <laughs> you know, jeez. That one was that might, that one might even went over people's head because they're like, what the, the hell? The, the loss. What he's saying is, if you're losing, that you you, you might go in the, you might be in the wrong direction. Okay, but you're still making motion, you make, making effort. It just means, all right, you gotta go this way now. Yeah. All right, you lost. Okay, let's go this way. You gotta just keep trying. Yeah, yeah, and and maybe that is the the way, you know. But you can't go that way right now. But there is there's so many roundabout things, uh, ways of getting. Like I got to my career through like news, I guess, mm-hmm. and and you know, and initially I, I wanted to like be a musician or something, mm-hmm. you know. So like singing, yeah, like singing, playing guitar, you okay. know, that kind of thing. Um, no, I just thought about it too. Like in your 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 uh, industry, like maybe telling a bad joke on stage could still lead you in the right direction because maybe you deli- you say it one way, you don't you don't get the reception you want, and you say, all right, how about a tweak it, not just add this word, take away this word, say it. You probably said the same joke differently. And got completely different reactions. Hundred percent. I'm, I'm to, assuming. Yeah. To, to your point about finding pennies, that's that's never more true than in stand up. Because yeah. you let's say you uh, have a joke, it bombs. Mm-hmm. At that moment, um, you have a choice of just like telling yourself, "I'm I'm terrible. This is going awful. I'm going to flip or whatever." Or in that moment, you acknowledge that that joke bombs. And then the crowd always sees your truth, mm-hmm. you know, and the crowd already knows that's yeah. true. So just by acknowledging a simple truth, you now have the setup, right. the bomb of your joke for a recognition joke with the audience. Yeah. 
because you can make a joke about yourself and then rescue the show. You I know? love that. Oh. But it, that takes just like being in the moment, you yeah. know. But it's exactly what you're talking that's about. That's one of so that's one of my bucket list things. I want to do some stand up. Yeah, I want to. I want to do one stand up show. I feel like I got a good five ten minutes in me. I could write some good material. Yeah, Whatever. that's how I feel. Like. I do. You, have you have you written it yet? Never. <laughs> you're, it's super easy. It's super easy. I've I've said it on this podcast. Maybe to some people before. Maybe a different podcast. I have a different podcast where I've said. But the easiest way to do it, um, the way I learned, is you just like write five to ten facts about yourself, mm -hmm. like, uh, and then just start writing punchlines to those. Yeah. And then you can almost just look at like the the facts about yourself and find the most relatable facts yeah it have five of them be super relatable to other people and then five be super unique to you okay you I know like that. and then just start trying to write punchlines the but first yeah. thing i would think of because it's a real thing i have i have a high butt crack right? you have a high butt it's, crack? it's, it's extremely high it's yeah. like damn near mid back okay you wow. might be able to see it from camera probably <laughs> lean over for, uh, uh, far enough yeah. but i even i even named my butt crack called it luther okay l-u-t-h-a <laughs> luther yeah. right because luther just sound like a meaty a meaty name or something like that. So Luther just likes to pop out all the time. You know, we doing we, at Funky Fresh. We got our ways to say. So you might come and battle rap the owner for this kind. You might do some push ups. And it's been a lot of times where I'm bending down to do some push ups, and a little five year old girl in line is just like about to throw up in her mouth because she's seen Luther <laughs> pop out right before she get her Funky Fresh spring rolls. So shout out to Luther, man. Luther, you the truth. You know, he's he holds me accountable. You know, and makes me work my ass off. You know? <laughs> <laughs> quite literally i love that that's a good bet that's yeah, a really so, good bet and people can relate to it because but yeah this is why this is my problem though people are so disgusted about about butt cracks but cleavage is okay cleavage for the ladies y'all got some cleavage out and the world is in, in your in your palm of your hands but you see a little butt crack and people just lose their minds I've never thought about it's that just, it's just butt cleavage butt cleavage it's the same thing yeah that that's that's a great i mean you've got a high-rise butt crack you've got yeah. you've got you've got a definite potential right there. yeah you, you know, got a good is like a good comparison and yes. analogy to the cleavage you know i mean and then maybe there's other um pop culture people with a high butt crack sinbad, sinbad. sinbad has and how do you know that because they still they said not some like he's 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 high yellow with a high butt crack when he used to come on stage. Oh, and now, like I used to love watching Simba. He's, he's funny. He's hilarious. Yeah. Did he ever do a bit on his high butt crack? No, never. Really? Never. Kev on stage just recently did one about his butt crack. And ironically, we both bald, bearded black guys with high butt cracks. Like it's it's something. It's a real thing, you know. Plumbers they call it plumber's butt, you know. And, yeah. And it, crazy enough is I actually know how to do some plumbing, so it's just like. I'm letting it out. You know what? At this point, I'm going to get judged anyway. I'm letting Luther out. I like that. I you know? like that. That's And in comedy, uh, your weakness is your strength. You yeah. know, that is because yeah. it's a realist thing. It's what people relate to. I'm, I'm here for it, y'all. Nice. I like that. Folks, how we doing? I want to tell you about Jolly Good Soda. It is the best soda this side of the Mississippi or that. Check them out, jollygoodsoda.com. And I will tell you this much. The sour power goes great in the old fashions, okay? The root beer is great for a Friday night root beer float, all right? And that grape soda. Oh my gosh, I tell you what it is to die for on a hot summer day. So check them out, jollygoodsoda.com. You can go in the grocery stores too. And if they don't have Jolly Good, be like, hey, what in the heck? You know, 
but it's great soda. Check it out. Also, I want to shout out Fleet Farm. Fleet Farm. You know, some pet owners out there, uh, they like to spoil their pet as much as their kids with everything you can find over at the Fleet Farm. You can get your dog toys, treats, find their favorite food from Purina to Science Diet. You know, a Purina. I got to say that right. But you get the idea. You you know what I said when I said Purina. Oh, actually, for cats, that could be good. Purina. I'll see myself out. Or maybe, uh, speaking of cats, you own a cat and you're looking for the perfect cat tower. You guys like that? You guys like that? Oh, or scratching posts. I don't have a pun for that, but you get the deal. Fleet Farm has an amazing selection for that as well. Your four-legged friends will be jumping for joy once they see you walking in with that bag from the Fleet Farm. And uh, folks, head on over to CripesCast.com. I'm on tour now. Uh, if you want to see me play, uh, just CripesCast.com. Click on the tour section. Uh, if you're looking for merch, Click on the merch section. We got T-shirts, hoodies, koozies, this, that, and the other thing. Uh, again, touring around the country. I'm going to be in Vegas uh, when the Packers are out there. I'm going to be in Denver, uh, Pennsylvania, down south a ways a bit. And, of course, all around Wisconsin, the Midwest. So check it out. And, uh, yeah, patreon.com slash Charlie Barons for all the behind the scenes. When we're on the road, uh, outtakes from videos uh podcast stuff the whole deal check it out uh patreon.com slash charlie barons makes a good gift too if you forgot to like get someone a gift and you don't have enough time to buy them something physically you can just be like yeah i got you a subscription charlie barons patreon you're welcome you know and uh that could be it all right that's it for the uh ad deals let's get back to the old podcast Let's make the greatest transition in all podcast history from mm. butt cracks to spring rolls. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Full circle, if you think about it. So, um, so the business starts in what was that? We kind of that was like two thousand twelve. Two thousand twelve. When it when the getting tired and the business started. Twenty fourteens where like things got a little rough, but I was like determined. Is that to- when you cracked the piggy bank? Yes, t- yeah, 2014. 2014. You cracked, yeah, cracked it. Cracked Luther. Yeah. So um twenty fifteen is when in my mind it started getting real. When I thought like um man, people really love our product. Like I'm selling it out of my, my parents' house. And my dad is like Vietnam vet, steak and potatoes, a man's man. Like my dad is like super Packer fan. Like my family has this thing where if we watch the Packer game in the house, everybody has to sit in the exact same spot the last time the Packers won. Yeah, and, I like that. And if it if it if we're not in the same spot, my dad would kick you out of the house. If you're on your phone, text you, you get kicked out. I love if that. We got chance. It's like it's 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 ridiculous, right? My like my dad is dedicated. That's what I'm saying. I want to so, watch the Packer game at your, your it's house. It's crazy. I mean that that sounds like the most intense way to watch a Packer game. Listen, I love it's, it. It's, sometimes it's too much. I'm like, why do I feel like I'm playing the game? Yeah. And like, these guys are making hundreds of dollars per second. And I'm like, I feel like I have more anxiety than them. But yeah. shout out to my dad. It's a great man. But anyway, my dad loved the sweet potato and black bean burrito or spring roll that we had at the time. And I'm like, my dad's like straight truth. Like, he'll tell you if it stinks, it stinks. Mm-hmm. There's no like sugar cone either. He's like, son, this is awful. You need to get a job. That's what he would say. 
but he loved this. I'm like, you know, if my dad like it, anybody like it, we had to change the name because I was calling it Getting Tired Fitness Healthier Spring Rolls. And I'm just like, the people like, how'd you come up with the name? They had to tell them about me moving back home and yada, yada, yada. It was a long story. So uh, me coming from, you know, hip hop culture today is August 11th that we could record in this. It's yep. uh, 50th anniversary. 50, hip hop is 50 years old. So it was like, oh man, like I love hip hop. I'm part of hip hop culture. Like I love food. I love being fit and active. So I was thinking of different names. That was like Fit Rose and like, no, Funky Fit. Or it was like Fit Fresh Rose. That was like, that's ah, not really catching. Then Funky Fresh is like an old hip hop term. So then that's how the name kind of came. Funky Fresh Spring Rose. And then uh, also Ben, my, uh, Ben is one of my investors. His name was Funky. He called himself Funky. And then, and before he invested, you know, we just had a good friendship. I'm like, that's a cool name. So I kind of stole his name a little bit, stole hip hop name, and then uh, put it Funky Fresh Spring Roll. So from there, I had a direction where I wanted to, what, what was the, ne- had a direction of our product, then started getting the farmers markets festivals and it just one by one. Market after market kept growing until we got to Sherman Phoenix. Yeah. And were you doing, um, so you, the Sherman Phoenix, for uh, those who don't know, can you kind of give this story? Yeah. The Sherman yeah. Phoenix? So the Sherman Phoenix is uh, like a community space slash food hall, smash uh, uh, health and wellness center. So the story of the Sherman Phoenix came from some tragic event mm. of 2016 or 17 when uh, it was like a police shooting and then uh, it was a riot in the city, just really ugly time for Milwaukee. And then uh, a building that was the old BMO Harris Bank, uh, two ladies, Joanne and Julie, they uh, raised $4 million and renovated the space and opened the space up for uh, nearly 30 businesses of color to like get their first start into uh, entrepreneurship. And for us, I was a friend of Joanne and Joanne hit me up like, hey, we got this thing going. You know, it's going to be big. And then right away, within the first five minutes, I said, I need to be in there. Yeah. And this is my neighborhood. I want to be able to make a positive impact in my neighborhood. What better way than, you know, inspiring people, selling healthy food, you know, just being a, a positive um, organization in the community. So that's kind of how the Sherman Phoenix was built in 2018. So uh, from 2015 to 2018, I was at farmers markets, festivals, traveling around the city, me and Luther, we would be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all type of stuff to engage people into the funky fresh nation. That's yeah. what we call it. Yeah. So 2018, we moved to the Sherman Phoenix. And before 2018, we were selling like maybe 50,000 spring rolls a year, like hand rolled, which is, it sounds like a lot, but like now at, when we moved to the Sherman Phoenix, we, we doubled that. And each year we just kind of kept growing. 2019, we sold nearly 150,000 spring rolls. And then going to 2020, we had all these grand plans of maybe open a food truck and all that. Little thing called COVID happened and changed the game for us. Yeah, and um, but you know, again, collecting pennies. You get as you say. Mm-hmm. How how did COVID then pivot your business? Uh, yeah. So so going into COVID, like I said, I was really unsure about the future, but I took the name away from COVID. Instead of it being COVID, I said this is just an obstacle. And all right, Truman, what's your obstacle? My obstacle is I can't get people food. People can't come to our restaurant, but we could drop it off. So literally I was thinking like, or we could freeze our rolls, drop it off directly to people's house and just kind of grow from there. Maybe mm-hmm. I was thinking that as a, honestly, as a temporary solution, I didn't think that would be like the complete business pivot. But once I seen that, like, I'm like, oh man, this is actually a little bit easier than opening a restaurant, than having a restaurant. I'm just packaging the rolls and giving it directly to people. Then I thought, okay, maybe we could start selling them frozen at farmer's markets 
because at that year it wasn't even selling hot food at farmers market, which this is mind blowing. COVID is like three years. It just it feels like we've been in this this time warp. Loop. Yeah, with no time, but it's been three full years since COVID, and um, at that time we was just trying to make it from the next day. Like we had twelve employees, we were able to hire most of them back during that time, and but then some just you know start, you know um, I, I always had a dream that we could have. Uh, a product in the grocery store, but it's like, if you don't know how to, like, where do you even start? How do you even know? Do you just go up to uh, Phil Woodman and say, hey, can I get my product in there? It was like, how do you know? And I just, you know, reached out to other people that was doing it. And like, Outpost was really helpful with it. They gave me a lot of good knowledge on packaging and everything. And that was the first store we got into. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, locally owned store or community owned store. So I'll post, I always shout out I'll post because they gave me my first opportunity. How'd you do that? It, you know, for people out there, like, I, I, did, did you just walk in there? Did you find an email? What would you do? So um, first, actually, it's, it's weird because I don't even remember. I think I was emailing them and didn't like get anything. But then I would just like stalk their page and see like, or like who's, who's the important people in their organization? Yeah. Do I know anybody? I feel like everybody's in Milwaukee is connected by one person. Yeah, everybody. I know. Yeah, you know, is. so it's like, let me see if I know this person. Oh, okay. So, I, so essentially one of my mentors in the community named Venus Williams, she knew somebody at Apples and she made the email introduction. And then that's essentially how we got, got in. It, got like it. sometimes yeah. They probably get so many emails from normal people. Hey, I got a meatball recipe. Can right. I get, you know, they like, yeah, whatever. So that's kind of how it, the ball started rolling was with Venus. She introduced me to somebody and then they got me to the person I needed to talk to. And it just like one person, one one person at a time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so you get into Outpost and you do then have to learn how to like repackage uh, them for Frozen and... Well, yeah, we have to do some research on packaging and research on like shelf length or shelf stabilization and all that. But um, man, talking about some losses, like Outpost is an all natural f- store, so they don't allow any like um, like anything. No, so like high fructose corn syrup, a lot of the different yeah. stuff. Yeah. So we was doing this cheeseburger, like a vegan cheeseburger roll, and I was using ketchup. If you don't know, it's <laughs> high fructose corn syrup and ketchup. So I did like this big run. I made like a thousand rolls, got a package, got a label, sent it to the outpost, and they literally hit me up the next day, like, you know, this says high fructose corn syrup in it, right? You can't sell these. And it's like, oh my oh, God, no, thousand rolls. Dude. Had to take them all. I literally took them all back and just sold them hot at a recipe, restaurant and had yeah. to redo it. But that's yeah. that's the collecting pennies, like stuff you didn't know. But they they gave me opportunity to make it right rather than say, you know what, this guy don't know what the hell he's doing. Get out of here, you know. So mm-hmm. Like they were really patient with that. And I learned that lesson, learned about UPC coding. So if you're out there and you're trying to start a food product and get into grocery stores, you need first to get to get your costs together, get your packaging together, find somebody that knows somebody for the most part, and then just execute from there. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, when it comes to sort of, um, uh, or that there's a lot of different dynamics uh, to your deal as well, like uh, and to like sort of eating healthy and sort mm-hmm. of from an environmentally friendly perspective. Yeah. The fact that it's frozen 
uh, means that it's not going to waste. Right, you know, sometimes right. when you get something and you uh, it sits around and then things happen, you, you know, can't eat it. That's another cool dynamic absolutely. of the uh, of having them frozen. Or I, I'm a cereal strawberry abuser. <laughs> like I literally just buy strawberries just to watch them suffer, for whatever reason. <laughs> Cause they always go bad. Blueberry. Yeah. Listen, if you if you're a fruit and you're watching this, stay away from me, okay? Do not <laughs> jump in my shopping cart because I will let you die. <laughs> so having frozen food, yeah. you know, and, and it's been a stigma that frozen food isn't healthy, but in reality, it locks in the, the all the nutri- nutrients and it doesn't do anything other other than just preserve it. Yeah. Freezing food is like the oldest way to preserve food yeah. on the planet, you know. So it's like they've been doing it for hundreds of years already. So like. It's, it's still, it's, it's good. So that's one of our things. We want to be able to have a product that's sustainable. Like all of, the, all of the ingredients we use in the restaurant are the same ingredients that you use that you could buy in our product right now from the grocery store. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was important. So throughout that, throughout 2021, we made a lot of mistakes. We learned a lot. And then um, the guys at Palermo's Pizza hit me up the previ- the next year and was like, hey, um, what do you think about partner up? Whatever. So actually... That story is really interesting because I met the uh, CEO Giacomo uh, Faluca at a like a networking event, and I was like the the um, I was like the host, and I was like on on stage with Giacomo's owner of Palermo's and all the people from Sargento Cheese, Johnson Field Brats, like Wisconsin has a rich history of food manufacturing, like a lot of big name companies sure. are from Wisconsin, and I'm on stage, I'm looking at Giacomo like he got shoes on, I got shoes. Wait, he's wearing pants and a shirt. I got a pants and a shirt. Why can't I have my business be successful like him? And I literally took a selfie with him at that event in 2018. But in my mind, I'm like, we're gonna do business somehow. And I met him throughout the years at a couple other like Sherman Phoenix things. But then they reached out and they wanted to, you know, like talk about a partnership, which is like a huge deal and in in a big dream of mine too to have a partner like them to get us going. So that's so once they reached out, I said, you know what, this is. This is going to be it. This is going to get me, you know, out of my parents' house forever. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's what a way to sort of um, uh, visualize that happening, mm-hmm. you know, with that photo or whatever. And then yeah, do you, do you find that um, now that you've kind of gotten to a certain level, um, do you find yourself embracing that and believing in that? Or do you deal with uh, imposter syndrome? That's a really good question. Um, I would say, I, I, I truly believe anything is possible. We, we have so many different examples around us in every day from people that we do know or people we don't know. Like that whole, I know like um, the word manifestation and manifest has been like watered down with everything. But I, you know, on the spiritual take, I don't want to get too spiritual on your show, but we're going to touch oh, on Oh, you it. can do that. We're going to touch you on can, You can get as spiritual as like, you want. I, like we all have this voice in our head that's telling us to, to go the right way or the wrong way. A lot of times, it's not even the wrong way. It's telling us, but it's, it might not be loud. It might just be real quiet. Like, make a ride on Feliz Street, right? <laughs> and sometimes you're like, all right, you ignore that advice. And then some, you get in some trouble. And it's like, dang it, something told me to make a right on Valide. And that's just like the higher power that connects us all. It happens all the time. So I would, so I watched this documentary called The, uh, the Secrets on Netflix yeah. in 2012. They talked about the law of attraction. I'm like, what, what, like, what is this? What is this? And they say, like, it's, it's something that's real. It could be practiced or whatever. So I, what I would do is I would think of somebody that I haven't like 
talked to in a long time. And I think about how they voice sound, what they look like, whatever, just to see if they'll randomly pop up in my life. And it, for sure, it happens. It's mm -hmm. a real thing. A lot of times we like, we see somebody like, oh my God, I was just thinking of you. And I feel like that's like a form of manifestation. Now, granted, like it's it's a whole, I don't want to get too deep in it, but it's it could be impactful, but manifestation also comes with hard work too. You can't just think, you know, man, I hope the Packers make this field go. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. going to happen. Yeah. It, it comes with hard work, whatever. So I'm sure it's happened to you where you thought you had some goals, you thought about it, what it would look like, feel like, but you got to work towards it as well. You can't just sit in Charlie's nice attic and just manifest. It's just, it kind of happens, you know? Yeah, this nice attic that you had to duck to get yeah. up into. Um, you know what's funny is like when I was, um, you know, uh, pretty broke and uh, living in um, Los Angeles. This was right after college or whatever. Yeah, uh, I would. I used to like uh, like people I would meet like at a party or whatever. I would just lie to them mm. about kind of what I was doing, just because I was you know pr probably just didn't want to admit what I was doing, which wasn't that's a bad fair. job. But yeah. you know that's where I, I was self conscious. Okay, what was the lie? Um, oh, I would just I would say. Um, Oh, I'm an associate producer, you know, because mm. at the time I was a PA, I was stuck. I was literally my job was making coffee and stealing the bagels mm. uh, after no, everyone had yep. let him go. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was pretty much my job. Um, but then I, I just found that I, I would keep making lies for like the next I would I would always be lying and I would kind of I would end up doing those things, mm. you know, which um, I don't think it's good to lie. But I think, uh, you know, for someone what? you meet at a party, you'll never see. Right. What are they going to look you up you know? on LinkedIn? Yeah. There wasn't LinkedIn back then. Yeah, you there said, wasn't. Thanks but, for calling that out. I appreciate listen, that. I just thought about it, though. Like you really it was lying, but kind of not really because that's what you want to do. I'm assuming. Right? Yeah. So you just kind of like, what do you call it? Fake it till you make it. That's know? basically that. Well, you're right. You know, I just tell this whole story, you know, and then there's. Three words that that I could have. I got to fake it till you make it. Yeah, you fake it till you make it. That's what I meant to say. You made it, man. So that's great. I did. Yeah. So you I did. So anybody watching this, Charlie lied to you. He didn't lie. <laughs> I was just joking. Yeah, I was just. I was just future telling. He was there. You go. Future telling. Yeah. 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 Future storytelling. Like Miss Cleo. Is Miss Cleo still there? No. Yeah. It's something different. Yeah. That's a, that's a, Don't worry about that. Yeah, Cut that. Well, Cut. No. No. We'll keep that in. <laughs> just in case someone's like, oh, I know what he's talking about. Um, <laughs> So I think um, at the at the point I, I kind of want to keep uh, kind of bringing your story up to today. You yeah. find you find yourself in in these various partnerships, mm -hmm. and then gro one grocery store leads to another grocery right. store, and things start snowballing or spring rolling. Spring rolling. And, Get it? Uh, and is it continuing? down that path are you still finding different hardships different kind of hardships yes. in this yes i want to i want to before i get to today's hardships I, I i just find it's a really interesting story like so during the negotiations with palermo's mm -hmm. you know, we signed a letter of intent and we signed like you can't negotiate with anybody like shark tank reached out to me like the actual show they said hey we've seen your social media we've seen i'm like okay this is bs like who is this playing on my phone well, and they sent me like their information. So I, I go to LinkedIn. Yeah. Crazy enough. I went to LinkedIn to see if this person was really working for Shark Tank. Sure enough, she works for Shark Tank. Wow. And she's like, she's been watching our videos and she loves. I'm like, at the time I got like 3,000 likes or followers on Instagram. I'm like, how? And it's just like, you know, no matter what, everybody's watching. Everybody. Yeah. So um, uh, I... 
talked to her and they like, yeah, this is serious. We would love to be have, have you be on the show, whatever. And I'm thinking like, oh my God, I, like I can't even go on Shark Tape because of this negotiation. So I said, all right, I just need to see if I will actually make it. And I filled out an application and they approved me to be on the show. It was like Kevin Hart and all these big celebrities going to be on that season. But then I'm like, oh my, I got to tell the people at Palermo's because I don't want them to sue me if they find out, whatever. So I told them, I said, Shark Tank reached out, but they want me on the show. This would be a great opportunity for me too. They were so cool about it. They were like, you know what? If you want to be on Shark Tank, we'll let you out the letter of intent. I think that would be great for you also, whatever. And I'm like, damn, that made me feel like, you know what? I want to do business with them because they they did get business. They like, no matter what they wanted was best for me. And that's, for me, that's what made me want to be partners with Palermo. So I always like to say that because, you know, a lot of other companies could be like, oh no, screw you, yeah, whatever. So I actually turned down Shark Tank to be with Palermo because it was like, they're local. You know, get on Shark Tank with maybe be some overnight success, but I didn't have all of the things in place. Right, right. I'll just go with a company that that we could do that for ourselves. And I just have to turn into my own, you know, public figure from there. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's really cool. I mean, and it it's, you know, shows their loyalty, your loyalty. Yeah. It's, a, it's a cool, cool thing. Right. I was scared, though. I ain't gonna lie. Cause I, <laughs> I'm like, I'm getting sued by somebody you don't know. Like, Shark Tank is one of the biggest shows on the planet. It's just like, ah. Yeah. But I feel like we made the right decision because our partnership is going well so far. Well, that, it is. Yeah. So, and it, what is you, kind of your current uh, trajectory then? Yeah. So, currently, uh, since uh, joining Force with Palermo's in uh, earlier this year, we got our product into over 150 stores. So the Woodman's, Outpost, Syndix, Festival Food, Piggly Wiggly. Like Piggly Wiggly, I didn't realize Piggly Wiggly is such a big thing still. Chop the pig, baby. Chop the pig. You know, like as a kid, Piggly Wiggly, chop, chop the, the pig. pig. Right? It's yeah. like the coolest commercial. It's yeah. like if you live in Milwaukee, this is really not no Piggly Wigglies over here. But Piggly Wiggly is a big deal. It's like 92 Piggly Wigglies oh, in yeah. Wisconsin. So we're in Pig Piggly Wigglies. So currently, where we at though? We're 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 having some issues, right? And part of it is, um, like our price point is a little higher right now. We we do have it's a bigger bigger spring roll compared to like uh something that's more mass produced. So our price point is a little high. People don't know about the product, so they just you know they see a product that's nine ninety nine, and it's like if our product's nine ninety nine, and like our competitors is five ninety nine. A lot of times people want to pick the 599, even though ours is better quality, better value in sector. So that's like, I actually put a call to action last night on fun, on our website, on our um, social media. Like we need our Funky Fresh Nation to buy a pack a week because our sales has just dropped dramatically. Granted, it's the summertime, people are at State Fair, people aren't at the grocery store. But we we just need more, we just need more support at this time because our sales dropped so much. So. For me, even in this moment, I'm like, all right, what can we do better? Can I make better content? Can we do more demos other places? Should we shrink our uh, our spring rolls? And that's probably what we're going to do. Mm. We're going to make them a little bit smaller so we could get them at a more affordable price. And I get it. Like, times are tough. Like, mm. $10, you know, that could be, um, um, you could get a big pizza for 10 bucks or four spring rolls. So it's like, I then you know, Money is tight for everybody, and I totally get it. So from us, we're going to pivot again, try to make a smaller product, and and keep pushing at it. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like an, another penny uh, to collect. You know. Yeah. I mean, and as the economy changes, and 
you know, I mean, I see that too on on the merch side of yeah. it. I think everybody kind of is feeling that to a degree. Right. And um, but yeah, I, I, you know, like that's the sign of like a great leader who like says, okay, what can we do? Yeah. And then also, I, I like how you like don't hesitate to ask your people yeah. to help you. Yeah, I mean, because that that again, like I feel like some <laughs> people would be like, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm like you know that that's like being open and receptive to yeah. other people coming in um and i uh, you know um i'm i'm game for that you know yeah. i think we should do we should do a like a bloody mary video with those because i have I, I did do a, uh, a thing at my uh we had like a little party and we put them in mm -hmm. there and everyone was talking about let's do it were, yeah I, I so as far as like asking for help like i have no I have no shame, actually. Like, look, I'm a bald guy. Like, I have no shame. <laughs> right? Like, clearly, if you decided to go bald and say, you know what, I'm just giving up, you, you have no shame in life. And that's where I'm at. Like, I, I clearly, I need some help, but yeah. I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask. So I put it, I have, I will never hesitate to ask for help. Like, sometimes you got to get out your own way, too. 100%. You know, like, asking for help. Like, no one gets to where they got to go, you know, by themselves. Like, you didn't put this lovely podcast studio together. By yourself, did no, you? right? No, you got help. No. So we all. I mean, I'm not that good with my hands. Yeah. You know? If I put this together, there'd be holes in these balls. Yeah. More. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty nice, high quality. I just want to remind y'all, first black guy on the Cripes cast. Well, no, not on the Cripes cast. No. There's been a Dang lot of, in the Cripes cast studio. In the Cripes cast studio. Yeah, you're the fourth person in this studio. One was, uh, one was Jewish. Okay. Two were white, right. and that one was somebody, a white bald guy. Somebody disabled? Is that a disabled sign? Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's like a a Superman. Hit. Yeah, he's doing these uh, these parks the for disabled folks. Oh wow! Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, NFL Ironman Jim Thomas, Joe Thomas, Joe Thomas. Yeah, oh, wow. uh, for the Browns. Yeah, just got into the Hall of Fame. Dang. Yeah, you can sign right. right next to him. He hit his head on that wall. Actually. Dang. So did Andy, Sorry, but he's shorter and has no. They wasn't. You gave him the warning, though. Right? I get. Well, no, I didn't. That's oh, why I man. gave you the warning. <laughs> hey, collecting pennies, because yeah. you know now you know. See, see, yeah. after three people who got concussions, <laughs> the fourth guy, no, we can't have that done. So. Uh, it's only two concussions. Okay. Don't don't uh, oversell my concussion. About that. No, but back back to your uh, point here. Um, yeah, I, de I definitely, I think people should get out there with, and, and get the spring rolls, try them in the blade mirrors, try them just for, um, I have them just, uh, and I'm, I'll go get a pack today myself. Uh, but I get them just for like, I'm bad with meals. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you're busy or whatever yes. and doing like meal planning, for it's, instance, it's or, like you gotta, you gotta make that. It's, it's thoughts that go into energy. Then you gotta wash dishes. Right. Oh, and, and what yeah you gotta do dishes and for for me like being like very busy and not like a great cook that's why i like your stuff yeah. is you can just have them and then you got dinner ready to go and uh i think some people think because it's it's frozen it's not uh as healthy or yeah. something and i think that that's a misconception i kind of want to break on this it's it it can be it's just as healthy mm -hmm. it's literally um healthier than a lot of other forms and uh, it's very environmental. Yeah. So, so like know. with frozen stuff, we put no extra chemicals, preservatives to make it last longer. A lot of times that you 
you get stuff that's shelf stable. They put either gases on stuff on it to make it last longer. Mm-hmm. You know, so so us, we literally it, it gets rolled, goes into a freezer, and that's it. Take fresh ingredients, put it all together, add the protein with it, mix it, roll it in the freezer. That's that simple. Yeah, you know, so it, it's of course it's going to it's going to cost a little bit much because. We using we are using fresh ingredients. It's not just quickly deep fried, flash fried, or whatever. It's it's made healthier, healthy as possible. But to the point of like not thinking about like my son is thirteen. He can just put something in there. I know it's good for him. He eat it and ready to go. My daughter, she's five. She could try to do it. I can help her out a little bit. I'd rather have my daughter using the air fryer than doing dishes, okay? Because she sucks at dishes. All she <laughs> all it does is turn it to a playhouse. It's soap everywhere. And now you're drinking, you drinking, uh, you get some water out, out of the fridge, just it's, it's bubbly water. Okay. So don't have your five-year-olds <laughs> do dishes, have them use the air fryer. Yeah. It's easy. It is easy enough. And I also think like, you know, the working professionals out there where they they Money's not the issue. Time's the issue. Time. This is a perfect solution 100%. for that. Do you have an air fryer? No. You know what? I think if I'm just off subject, you should have your own food product. Yeah. It could be a Charlie Baron something. Bloody Mary mix. I'm telling you, you could do it. You yeah. got the brand equity. You know, you like food. You talk about food. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm just putting that in the universe for you. Well, maybe we partner on something. Maybe maybe this is a Bloody Mary spring roll. Something. Yeah, I'd be down to do that. You know, you know, because like I, it's putting it, um, putting it together and getting the story behind it. You know, and also me being good at cooking. You know, the only thing I'm good at really cooking is like fish because I like catch them, clean them, that okay. kind of thing. That's a skill. Or man. like uh, uh, pheasant, I can do duck, I can do. Really, if I. Uh, Kill it, I can grill it. But that's Man. beyond that, not not too good. That's like farm to table big time. Maybe we Field do some table. maybe we do some venison. Uh some venison rolls? rolls? Yeah. I'm maybe. with it. Maybe. Man. I just uh, maybe it can be from uh I wish we could do it with like, you know, deer people kill, but that's not how that no, goes. No, that's, no. That's, you gotta get uh, the how that works? Is it farm? Is it like farm field? You gotta get some farm because there's CWD, and then there's also you know you you can't turn recreational hunting into a for profit uh, thing. I think there's some law against that because you don't want people poaching. You know. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, but good stuff. We'll ch- we'll chit chat more yes, on that. We'll yes. find some way to collab. Yeah. So I feel like everybody has air fryers now. Uh, air fryer is going to be taking over the microwaves. Mm-hmm. I think pretty soon. So. Um, I do have to get one of them. You don't have one? I'm, I mean, I when I tell you peak laziness outside of work, it's just I, I don't make enough time for my... Damn, so how do you cook do your it. rolls then? I just assumed you put them in the air fryer. No, I, I've been microwaving. Microwaving? Don't, don't, don't. Uh, sometimes I put them in the oven. Oven's better. Oven's better for yeah, sure. For, for sure. oven, but but you know you, we've all been there where it, it's late and you just and and look you got to just do it. You got to do it. I will say they don't taste bad out of the microwave. <laughs> I you know what I do? I wrap them up in um um uh, paper towel. Okay. Yeah. So it's like a little dumpling, you know, like little. But you might. I mean, it's not. Look, the best way is getting them fresh, of course. That's it. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, I'm gonna get an air fryer. You're not the first. Or, yeah. Well, actually, one time, uh, my buddies came over after, and I had some in the freezer, and um, I nuked them all for them because I was being lazy, and they all said, "Wait, 
the same thing about the air fryer. So it, this is <laughs> a long conversation. And it, it, look, it would not be hard for me to just order it. In fact, yeah. I'm just going to do that after. Might, I just yeah. got to start doing the things. That's it, man. The air fryers you change your life. I know. I, 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 a you buddy can, of mine has one. I, I even said I got to order it. You can boil eggs in the air fryer. It's like an oxymoron. You can boil you eggs, You can huh? boil it. Well, it wouldn't be, it'd be like an air fryer egg. But you can put an egg in the air fryer. 10 minutes and it'll come out like a boiled egg. If you Shoot. Like I really do have to get that because that would make so many meals so yeah. much easier. All right. Well, I'm glad you came on because mm -hmm. I'm going to get that air fryer. Boom. All right. I like it. Um, all right. Well, that's, we're getting close. I want, I want to be cautious of your time and mm -hmm. everything here. Um, so where can people find you? So you can find us online at funkyfreshspringrolls.com to learn about which stores we have. You could, we're in 150 stores in Wisconsin. And like northern, western Illinois, but uh, our social media is Funky Fresh Spring Rolls across the platform. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Pinterest, MySpace. Um, oh, you Christian guys do singles my... meet. Oh, nice um, Christian singles. That's the old cool. school Black Planet. We're on there. We're on. Um, <laughs> uh, that's about it. That's about it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. Well, X is it X or Twitter? What happened? I don't know. I think it's done. It's over. Something. Right? We're yeah. Just put funky fresh spring rolls. You can just find us. Yeah. Put in the Google machine. You're not gonna miss it. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for coming on, man. man you we gotta have you sign the wall. I'm I'm here. I'm I'm wanna do it. Yeah. Know? This is pretty cool. Yeah. Folks, that is it. Make sure you do as Truman says and go to funkyfreshspringrolls.com. Uh you can find them on Facebook, Funky Fresh Spring Rolls, Instagram, same name. And on Twitter, it's FF Spring Rolls. Uh, so there you got, leave them a review on Yelp. If you, if you get them and you love them, which I know you will, uh, just funky, fresh spring rolls, Milwaukee. Um, okay. And of course you can follow the Cripescast at Cripescast anywhere you get your podcasts. And, um, yeah, not much to say beyond that, except, uh, everybody keep her moving. Watch out for deer and, and, and make sure you tell your folks I says hi. Okie dogs. Bye bye now. So roll out the barrel and get the band brewing. Life's got you down, just keep her moving. It's on Wisconsin, the Badgers say it's the old Wisconsin Jubilee. You know, sometimes when you're ice fishing, you put your foot in the walleye hole and go ass over tea kettle and you think you're done. No, you gotta keep her moving.